welcome to another episode of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Uh, we got a, a special guest joining us tonight, uh, Rafa, youth director there for uh, Mission City Youth Soccer Organization. How are you doing this evening, Rafa? Pretty good. I appreciate you coming on, man. I, I know we've been bumping into each other a little bit at uh, some of these high school matches and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm excited to talk to you a, a little bit uh, about, you know, the high school soccer scene and, and who impresses you, who stands out to you. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that here uh, in a little bit. But, of course, joined uh, with my co-host here, uh, Harry Austin. Jose, unable to make it with us tonight. How are you doing, Harry? Busy, busy work. The uh, week before tax season and the uh, financial industry is, uh, we'll just say, not fun. <laughs> People have money to spend because uh, of tax income tax season or what? Or they're calling, hey, I need to do a withdrawal because uh, Uncle Sam wasn't as nice as uh, anticipated. So uh, it's, it's a, it is what it is. But Counting it's, those chickens before they hatch, huh? Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's you know one more week and, and then there's some other stuff with possible job changes. So uh, life is fun now, we'll just say. Well, you always have a spot here at the uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. I can only pay you uh, T-shirts and hats, but, uh, you know, I don't know if you'll, you can pay your bills with those. And it was a pretty successful uh, soccer weekend around uh, San Antonio uh, for the most part. So uh, that obviously makes the uh, a week, in, week a little bit better uh, to get through as opposed to the last couple of weeks we've had some uh, somber discussions. We'll, we'll, we'll put it kindly like that. Yeah, Sombra, that's a good way to put it. No, it should be a, a fun show this evening. Excited to have you on, Rafa. Uh, before we get into uh, any of the high school action, though, first and foremost, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people out there may be aware of kind of what Mission City Youth Soccer Organization is doing and kind of what you guys are all about. So would you mind just taking a couple minutes and just kind of telling us a little bit um, about your guys' organization and what exactly it is that y'all do? Sure. Uh, Mission City Youth Soccer Organization is based out of like 1604 and Redland. Oh no! I read uh, read the, the name. It's way on the south side. I was like, "That's northeast." <laughs> it's way down to the south side, and what the goal? And like I said, it's a brand new, like a pretty new complex. The goal is to bring soccer into that area, which normally, you know, it's a distance away, you know, from a lot of the other clubs and a lot of the places where they normally practice at. So they're trying to build soccer there. Um, you know, they're at the you know organization building up new recreation teams, new academy teams. Um, like currently, I coach a team boys team that plays in Division One and primarily for WDOA. Uh, been pretty much some of the players I've had have been with them so already almost ten years. Or so as I said, we've grown, groomed those players up, and that's the whole goal for that for Mission City is to mm-hmm. really team down you know teams down there, but also give them the opportunities not normally they won't get with the bigger clubs, you know, learning technique and so forth. So that's the whole goal of that complex of the complex on there and also the organization. Well, and not only just that, but, you know, my understanding of the organization, too, is it's a little bit more uh, cost affordable and stuff like that for some of those kids as opposed to some of these, quote unquote, pay to play type systems with yeah. some of the bigger clubs. So you guys are trying to make things affordable, give these kids a chance and kind of showcase some of their talents. Yeah, and that's the whole goal. Like, I think, like, with my team, the U18 team, you know, we're basically kind of like big brother to all those teams, and we're showing them, you know, you know what the investment is paying off. Like, we're going to uh, to the Texas Lightning Showcase in Arlington in two weeks. That's know, a big one. Goal. Yeah, and our goal is to hopefully get some of these colleges to take a look at some of our players. You know, a lot of them come from, you know, inner city 
you know, that I, that I work with. And they're mostly, I have about five seniors and the rest are all juniors, a couple sophomores, but they all are talented enough to play somewhere, whether they're a two-year program or a four-year program, you know, we want to help them out, you know, use their talent to hopefully land a scholarship to play somewhere. And like I said, we have students or have high academics. I have one player that's in the top 4% of his graduating class that one that's in the top 10. So we also stress on grades. That's, that's important. And they know. So we want to be that role model of those kids down there. Say, so look, if you work hard, do, you know, invest in this, this is going to be the payoff at the end. Absolutely. Yeah. And no, I, I know just through talking to you kind of one-on-one and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. you know, just at some of the high school games when you've seen some players not playing on their high school teams and you're kind of concerned mm-hmm. about grades, you were like, all right, I'm calling his parents after the game. I don't know where <laughs> my player is and why he's not out there. So yeah, I think it was over uh, Christmas break and all that stuff when they were doing those, those first kind of warm-up tournaments and eligibility wasn't really a factor too much yet, but uh, I know you do care about your players' grades just from uh, seeing you sitting in there in the stands wondering where your guys are at when they're not out there on the bench or on the field. Yeah, and that's important. Like I said, I have a good relationship with the parents, and like I said, a lot of the parents that I have, they don't have, a lot of them don't have college background. I'm the one that pretty much graduated from college, you know, minus our president. You know, actually our president's currently the the uh, Mexican consulate in Austin. Okay. You know, he knows the people here and there. And we've even talked to professional teams like um, Club America's involved with us, you know, getting to know us and things with Santos, like um, Monterey, you know, they've shown some interest with our teams. So I think we took three players last year to Pachuca to take a look at them. And so, like I said, the interest is there not only college side, but also the professional side too. You know, we had one player that, he was with the Club America for a while. He came back, and hopefully he's, like I say, he'll go, he has the opportunity maybe to go back and play with it, with them. Now, I'm just kind of curious because I know you, you mentioned that you guys were on the uh, the far south side. There's kind of a UPSL team that's uh, over there, I think, in your neck of the woods. How close are you guys to, like, Wheatley Heights Sports Complex and, and Samba and kind of their facility there? Uh, it's, it's still a distance. We're oh. like, like, 1604 and 37. So, like I said, that's and that's a challenge. Yeah, that's a challenge there, you know, being way, you know, down there. I know, like, for my team, the majority of my players are pretty much centralized because a lot of them do go, like, to SAISD schools and so forth. But I do have a couple kids from Southside ISD that have to do travel up here. Uh, I have four players from Laredo that play with us. You know, I have two players from Austin, so that makes up our team. But the majority of the kids that we're working with, especially down there, uh, like our cl- like one of our presidents there from Mission City, those are the kids that live in that Southside area, and which I think this year they had a big success actually for high school, which I'll talk about in a bit. Uh, and that's and that's going to hopefully rub off on those kids and say, hey, you know, playing clubs is going to help me get where I need them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and let's let's just jump uh let's jump right into it here. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, the high school action and everything else, and uh, some teams kind of still in it and and some surprises there um you know in 6a now um we've got lee who had a 4-1 victory uh versus lake travis and uh, we'll go on to play alexander and then you have uh reagan who won over johnson two to zero that will advance to uh face hannah uh there at the uh, brownsville sports park Uh, both matches going to be on friday during the day at at two o'clock and four o'clock 
Are there any teams kind of in this 6A field or anything like that that you think, you know, uh, whether it be Lee or whether it be Reagan or maybe one of these other teams that uh, you just feel like is, is kind of a favorite to win this tournament? It's it's Lee. It's Lee's to win. That's that's just how I see it. I mean, unless they have a bad day down there, you know, there's no reason for Lee not to come out as re, as the reason reason uh, region four champs. Um, I saw the game against Lee Travis. They basically dismantled that team. I mean, te- technically wise, tactically wise, they probably one of the best teams I've seen in the last maybe six years, maybe since the twenty five fifteen. The 2015 Bronzer Rivera team, that team won state, went undefeated. They looked just like a lot of one touch, two touch, you know, co- real good cohesiveness as a team. This is what I see with the lead team. So they have a good shot, not only winning the region, but I think they have a shot winning the state if everything falls through. But, you know, you can't count out the other teams, too, you know. No, you can't. You know, Straight Jesuit, I, I know you've mentioned to me before, you know, there's going to be a tough one. Uh, obviously, a Leaf Leask still in it as well. Um, and I know that Flower Mound program has been building kind of up there in the DFW area. So mm-hmm. still a few ho- uh, powerhouses to compete with. Obviously, my alma mater, Capel, got knocked out of the tournament kind of early. So uh, no chance there for them. But, yeah, I definitely agree with you, Harry. I know uh, you had kind of picked Lee. Uh, just from the beginning to kind of win the tournament based upon not only their record and how impressive that was this season, but just kind of the the limited games that you got to see them play. Uh, Lee, still kind of uh, your pick to uh, take it all the way? Yeah, well, out of the San Antonio area, to be fair, I haven't seen the other other sides, but they got the talent at least, you know, you know from what I've seen now, of course, you know, everybody has their day. And, and you know, like I said, when you get to the, you know, high school playoffs, you know, pressure comes in too. And, and you know, obviously travel because they're not playing locally here in San Antonio, you know, so, you know, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, of course, we're all rooting for them, you know, them being a San Antonio team. But, uh, you know, I got right on that one. Unfortunately, I also picked the Clark girls. And, well, that one didn't go. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you win some, you lose some, right? Yeah. Kind of 50 Speaking of those girls, um, unfortunately, uh, not having as much success as what the boys did uh, against some of those teams from Austin. Uh, Johnson girls fell 1-0 to uh, Westlake, and uh, Lake Travis was able to beat Reagan. Uh, the girls there for Lake Travis winning their match 4-1. to um, So not really looking like uh, any San Antonio girls teams left uh, in the state race, but uh, – Definitely did a great job representing the city of San Antonio. Um, you know, it's always great to see the number of teams that we put forth for the tournament and everything else. And, and hopefully next year, you know, they, they may have a little bit better luck. But moving into the uh, 5A, I think that's kind of uh, where you get the uh, most excited. Is that right, Rafa? Yeah, that, that one's interesting because that one has been dominated by the Valley the last few years. And right now, the dominant team is Valley View. You know, they've basically been, you know, unstoppable except for they had a close call Saturday. They actually had to go to PKs with Sherryland, which Sherryland's not a they got they got talent down there too. You know, they were able to speak by. Um I see they have Southwest, you know, the Dragons final game. I went to see Southwest play against uh, some of my boys that play for Edison. I wasn't really impressed by Southwest. Um, you know, they had some talent but they're just running into a buzzsaw uh, on, on Friday. And, you know, I think the team that may surprise Valley View may be Kerville Tyvee. Mm-hmm. 
and they have a forward that's been he's been knocking goals left and right. Um, he's a senior this year. I think his name is Joel Pelton. And if they can get by their semifinal game against Brownsville Veterans Memorial, I think that they and stay in it in the game. They they could they could knock off Valley View. Well, and I saw South Sam play in uh, one of the early tournaments as well when they were still kind of doing uh, some of those uh, showcases and stuff like that. And they do have a lot of individual talent on their team, or at least I guess I should say maybe like three or four really good players. But uh, unfortunately, they just don't have a whole lot of support around them, I feel like. You know what I mean? And and sometimes that's the case with uh, some of these high school squads. Uh, There was a a team, I believe, in 4A that we were talking about uh, yesterday that um, is definitely kind of uh, on your guys' radar. Um, you had mentioned that you thought potentially they had a, uh, a youth uh, FC Dallas Academy. Walk us through just that uh, that 4A state tournament. And yeah, uh, we're, know- yeah, we're, we talked about Palestine. Uh, one of my buddies, actually, he's a head coach at Fullshare High School uh, for um, uh, one of the Fort, Fort Bend schools, and he was telling me he made it to the regional fi- semifinals, and he's got um, – Got who he he's playing against. Uh, I think it's Lumberton, but on the other side uh, they have Palestine, who's thirty three zero and two, and they're looking <laughs> at some of the scores. And one of the games they won it was twenty eight to zero. Oh wow! Yeah. And we thought we were looking at like their football team. Like we had to keep going yeah. back and making sure we were on. I mean, seventeen to zero, twenty eight to zero, twenty five to zero. I mean, not just one game, but. Yeah, they've been putting the hurting on some teams here. Yeah, they and looking at their schedule, it looks like their district's not as strong. But last year they won it all, and they're, I'm sure they're the favorite this year again. Um, I guess, uh, like I told my friend, it's like, you know, stay in the game, you know, try to <laughs> on, on, on a bad day if you do advance. And, but, you know, so anything can happen. I've seen it in some state final games before. Uh, like a like a watcher Capel team a few years of years back against Brownsville uh, uh, Porter, mm-hmm. you know Capel favorite Porter comes in and when in the state yeah so far they've scored what eighteen twenty four to one so far in the state playoffs so far just in the playoffs yeah so uh, Midlothian Heritage though another team kind of up there from the Dallas Fort Worth area a uh, new yeah. new school there in the four A that uh, still in the state playoffs so that's kind of exciting to see them having some that might be the sleeper team there because like we mentioned about the club soccer um, I know Dallas uh, Dallas uh, FC Dallas has like a East, like an Eastern club teams and I know they were going into Palestine but I'm sure some of those Midlothian kids play with some of the top club teams in North Texas. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Palestine were to lose, that would be one of the teams that would give them a game and also give them a loss. Uh, out West, possibly the, the other team would be San Elizardo from the El Paso area. They always have talent down there. I've seen some of the El Paso teams play. You know, they're one of the favorites as well. Uh, Progreso me from four, Region 4, they always have a good team too as well. So, like I said, Palestine may be doing the cakewalk, but, you know, there's a couple contenders that might surprise them, catch them, like I said, on a bad day and and not lay down. So, but it's, you know, Palestine is going to be the favorite, but like I said, Midlothian might be my sleeper, my sleeper team. Well, there you go, man. That's a, a complete breakdown, I think, of uh, our Texas high school playoffs right now as we kind of get into uh, some of the final rounds. Um, I know you only had a little bit to kind of join us tonight. We're kind of coming up on that time limit. 
Uh, you know, just one more quick question for you. We'll jump into some SAFC stuff uh, later on uh, on the show, but just want to give you your chance, you know, to kind of what you think of the match on uh, Saturday, you know, the change up in formation and just kind of uh, your thoughts on the season so far in about two minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised they played a 3-4-3, honestly. That, that was just a shocker there, I guess, out of desperation. Um, they should have stick to it, not be what, up one goal. All right, we're going to play defense. <laughs> Park the bus. <laughs> Park the bus. We're not going to be like Mourinho. And all, like, I think they need to be more aggressive because, honestly, we have the talent up front mm. to put multiple goals. I mean, if we have to win out by shooting shootouts, like five, five, four games, six, five games, so be it until our, our defense gets better. Mm-hmm. I mean, put your part in there, get as many goals as you can. You know, be aggressive because I honestly think had he lost his game, I'm, I'm, I had a feeling there might be a change coming soon. He's not out of the woods yet. Mm-hmm. You know, if he can get get this win on Saturday, I mean, it'll build some confidence, and we'll see from there. That's a great point. Yeah, no, let's uh, let's see what happens uh, this Saturday, and we'll get into some more uh, San Antonio FC news. Uh, but again, Rafa, just want to say thank you again for coming on with us. Uh, it's awesome what you're doing there with the uh, Mission thank City you. Youth Soccer Organization. And uh, I just appreciate the friend that you've been and stuff like that this season, just watching the high school games and, and getting to sit there and kind of pick your brain a little bit. And High soccer IQ, it's always fun watching the matches <laughs> with you, man. Yeah. One of the smartest men in San Antonio when it comes to soccer, you know, just based on my experience. So, uh, And one of the most – I'm sorry, go ahead, Harry. Hopefully we'll have you on again, you know, you know, you know, just to pick your brain, especially when it comes to academies and uh, UPSL action. I'm pretty sure you can tee us in on, on some players. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about the final four for next week. Like who, who, you know, what happens this weekend out of the regions and see, like I said, it's going to be a fun weekend, especially down there in the Corpus or Brownsville and so forth. But like I said, a lot of soccer action that's coming up. Absolutely. Well, yeah, no, we'll definitely have you back on, man. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, for those of you guys tuning in, don't go anywhere. If you, as you might have seen, we got another special guest coming up. So we're going to uh, just kind of rework the screens real quick and we'll be right back. So just stay tuned. And we're back on the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, uh, joined here with Victor. How are you doing this evening, Vic? Good. A little tired from workout, but it was good. Was it the uh, up there uh, goalkeeper? Obviously for uh, North Texas, was it your your college workout that you you just got done with, yeah, or you just uh, made his workout a little while ago? Gotcha, gotcha. When does that season kick off? Just out of curiosity. Um. Well, right now we're in spring season, so we don't have um, a lot of games, but we do have a scrimmage that starts at uh, the Korean Academy. They're flying in from Korea, and that's we used to, we were going to play as uh, Texas United a PDL team, but it got rained out. But we are planning to play FC Dallas in three weeks, the academy. Oh, wow, man. So you guys are already kind of starting to kick off with some of your preseason games and some friendlies and stuff like that, just trying to get ready for the season? Yes. And you got another season, though, fixing to uh, kick off. Also goalkeeper there for uh, Corpus Christi FC there in uh, USL League 2. Um, I was too. I was just kind of curious, man, uh, what's been the biggest transition for you, you know, playing at the high school level there for Stevens, going and playing college, and then now playing in USL League 2. Tell me about just that transition and kind of what that process looked like. Honestly, now that I look back at high school, it's way different than, like, college. And, like, the is really big, to be honest. 
when playing against like um like twenty five year olds here in college because since we're a JUCO, there's no age limit, so like it's way way different. Like so, they pass the ball, shooting and stuff, game wise, everything's different. And especially after my transition after high school to playing PDL when I was um, only eighteen. It was a great experience. It made me learn a lot of things going into my first season in college. Yeah, so this will be your second season now, right, playing with uh, Corpus Christi FC? Yes, sir. So anything uh, this season that you're looking forward to a little bit more now that it's kind of USL League 2 versus PDL, have you seen any differences or any changes or anything like that so far? Is it still too kind of early to tell? Um, I mean, it is uh, – the, the name makes it more stand out more, like USL officiate already. So um, I think it's it's a, I'm ready for it. I think we should be we plan to win our conference champions of our PDO. So gotcha. Sebastian he never said he said he brought in good players. So I go down there in three weeks and we start preseason. Yeah, and speaking of that, you got a preseason match uh, there for Corpus Christi FC versus uh, one of our local UPSL teams. Tell us about that first game that you got coming up uh, Saturday before Easter. Yes, we play. We play April twentieth, and most of us, old co- coach sent out email like players that can make it, which a lot of players said they will. So I think all of our squad should should be there. And what I've heard is that the game is sold out already. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah. sold out. Going to be uh, facing off against the uh, Bernie FC Thunder right out there uh, yes. on that Saturday. Correct. A lot of fans. Last year too, our um, exhibition has a lot of people win. So nice. As atmosphere and stuff. How often do you guys do those just kind of friendly matches versus like San Antonio clubs and stuff like that? Um, we usually do once every once every year, like before the uh, extra season starts, to see what the people like or Corpus, Corpus people know what to expect in games. Gotcha, gotcha. You still waiting for that uh, San Antonio FC preseason uh, matchup for them to uh, schedule that one? Yes, <laughs> I'll be ready for you. You'd be ready for it, sitting in the box across from uh, Cardoni now instead of Restrepo, yeah. huh? I know, yeah. I miss Diego back there. Oh, I actually watching Diego, but I watched the big SAFC and Austin Bulls. That was a good game. Yeah, he had a good showing in that one. What's it been like now with uh, Diego kind of moving up there and uh, training in Austin and stuff like that? Have you still keeping in touch with him and, and having some sessions? Yes, well, not sessions, but he told me um, whenever I have a chance to let me know, let him know, and then he'll get me tickets and hopefully a session. Yeah, he's got a big, uh, big event coming up uh, this weekend uh, with uh, Ever Guzman and company uh, with his uh, striker versus uh, keeper session. I know uh, you're not going to be able to make that, but you've been to some of his uh, goalie war um, sessions in the past. What's it like going out there and just kind of training with them? You know, how has it helped your game uh, participating in, in some of these extracurricular events like that? Um, I, I love actually, I love training with them, just like the tips he gives me and all that, and looking at the way he plays, like everything keeps everything calm and stuff the style of his play and then his camps are phenomenal the competition that goes kids uh adults and everything that goes there the music it's awesome so you're uh, i see you repping the chronos sweater there it's a it's a little out of camera i don't know if uh, everybody can see it there uh, on the podcast so obviously uh kind of repping the chronos tell me a little bit about that they just like reach out to you and say hey man you want to you want to wear our gloves or how did that come to be Honestly, um, the owner, Abdel Rodriguez, he's uh, the goalkeeper coach for Lights FC, the USL team in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's uh, he's the goalkeeper coach and he's the owner for this brand. He started his company like my sophomore in high school. 
And he, I just saw like a post on Instagram, like who it was. So I reached out to him and I was one of his first uh, clients to start his company. And ever since then, now he has uh, people like do, um, doing his gloves, sending gloves, and he has sweaters, gloves, compression shorts, everything you can think of, underwear, everything. Man, cool. <laughs> I need to get uh, sponsored by Cronus, man. We're going to talk after the uh, the show and everything. <laughs> no, man. Well, <laughs> it's always great to have you on, man, and, and catch up with you and everything. Uh, Harry, did you have uh, any questions or anything like that that you just wanted to uh, ask Vic? Anything you were curious about? Yeah, no, not so much about asking questions, but just more about League Two. Um, I know Corpus Christi, their home schedule, um, they have the friendly, as mentioned, um, it's going to, you know, the home games are at uh, Dr. Jack Dugan Family Soccer uh, Stadium, um, which is at 800 Nile Drive in Corpus Christi. Um, but the good news is, unlike years past, uh, League Two uh, is also going to be, um, I believe, on uh, uh, some matches are also going to be on ESPN Plus. Um, looking at the USL2 uh, website here, so um, you may be able to kind of watch, uh, you know, you know, Victor and, and Corpus Christi uh, play um, on ESPN Plus if you subscribe to that tier um, for that here. And then, of course, uh, Open Cup. Do, do you know if you guys are qualified for the Open Cup coming up or um, no? To be honest, I have no idea. So, but that's also going to be, you know, if, if they did qualify on that, so it should be kind of fun to see if, if uh, you know, maybe a San Antonio. Open UPSL cup. team versus uh, Corpus or, you know, yeah. if they advance to the second round, uh, you know, SAFC versus one of the, that'd be kind of fun uh, to be able to see or, I hope so. <laughs> but uh, that'd be kind of cool. So hopefully we'll be able to catch a little bit more action you know, of the, of the league two uh, for that here. So but looking forward, I know last year I wanted to get down, didn't quite make it, but maybe this year I'll be able to catch some of the games. It looks like the, they start May 17th against uh, AHFC Royals um, is the home opener for uh, Corpus Christi FC. Hey, just uh, just out of curiosity, too, uh, what do you think of that that Lee High School program? I know you're a Stevens alum and everything, and obviously, you know, they didn't really have the success that they would have liked to this season. I mean, do you know any of those guys over there at Lee, or did you play against any of them yeah. when they were younger? Actually, yeah, I was with Lee when I played club. And I see they have a great run. Like um, they'd be, they'd be Lake Travis, right? Yep, four to one. Damn, we played Lake Travis. My junior, and they're pretty good too. So I can imagine. Got a good squad, yeah. So we'll have to see if a San Antonio team can bring home the uh, the Texas High School playoff uh, championship. But um, obviously, definitely going to try and make it out there to uh, come watch you play on the uh, the twentieth versus uh, FC Bernie Thunder. So really excited for you about that. Um, really happy for you, man, and all the success that you're having. Any plans on uh, transferring from uh, North Texas and, and coming back on down to San Antonio so we can use your talents here? Um, to be honest, I, you know, I was planning to transfer after my first year. Uh, things changed, and uh, I'm staying here another year at Juco. And my coach, Dean Johnson, is bringing uh, like, even more better players for next season. And we went to Nationals. We lost semifinal, so now we plan to win it all. Yeah, that's an, that's an awesome experience, man. Go go finish that that chapter up there uh, at your JUCO the second year. Go get that national championship, man, and then come on back down to San Antonio. Yes. That'd be awesome. All right, Victor, will you take care, man? Uh, appreciate it. Absolutely appreciate everything, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Awesome. Take care. All right. 
So we, uh, we definitely want to get into a, a little bit of that UPSL action uh, before breaking into some San Antonio FC, but always love catching up with uh, some of the players that we've had the chance to meet and stuff like that through uh, following this beautiful game uh, here in San Antonio. So best of luck to uh, Victor. And uh, let's uh, just kind of recap a, a little bit of the uh, UPSL action. Um, well, don't need to spend too long on it. I know, man, you didn't really have a chance to kind of watch the uh, the games live. And I tried going back and seeing what I could watch on uh, my Cujo and was having some issues there, uh, but was able to kind of get a recap posted and everything mm -hmm. from these uh, original few matches. Um, I guess we can kind of start with uh, the Corinthians, who uh, we ended our last episode with uh, some breaking news. Not very positive breaking news. <laughs> around their, uh, their first match last Wednesday. Um, you know, we kind of mentioned it on the show, but they did have to uh, forfeit their, their first game, 1-0. Uh, to um, there against uh, Atletico Katy uh, for arriving late. Um, had some fan issues on the way out there. Uh, thought they had kind of worked out an agreement and uh, ended up, you know, they were going to try and kick off at 8 o'clock and the van showed up. They were out on the field at 8.15 and coach from Atletico Katy said, uh, you know, that they just wanted to take the uh, three points instead of play the game. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, rules are rules. Yeah. So, but... Uh... Hopefully, uh, when the uh, athletic coach Katie comes to uh, San Antonio, they'll uh, they'll be they'll they'll get played off the field and show who the actual better team is, and, and not taking the cheap points. And you know, I'm not saying it's excusable to be late. Don't get me wrong, but if it's you know if it's a transportation issue, especially at this level, you would hope that teams would be a little bit more understanding. You know, I understand three points is three points. Don't get me wrong. Um, Maybe they're scared of San Antonio teams because uh, if we remember last year, uh, Samba beat them um, in their home opener as well. So, you know, maybe it's before they went on a run, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, and, you know, it always just kind of sucks, I think, the most for the kids. You know, it's the kids that want to play. They want to compete. You know, they've been on the bus for two and a half hours, not just the Corinthians kids, but the Atletico Katy, um, you know, players. I shouldn't say kids because some of these are grown men, but players as well. You know, these, these guys all want to go out there and they want to compete and that's why they're still playing at this level, but that's all water under the bridge. Now it's early in the season, obviously the first game, you know, hopefully those points don't come back to haunt them, but uh, they had their second match uh, this past weekend. Um, we're able to go ahead and uh, get their first three points. Um, were you able to uh, get any information or anything like that from uh, their, their second game there? Yeah. Looking at the recap that you did, uh, they won two Oh over Texas international. Um, with uh, Carlos Guerrero uh, scoring the first goal for the Corinthians. Um, and then the second goal came in the 65th minute um, <clears throat> to get them, you know, their first win. Um, I, I caught a little bit of the action, and, and it's hard with, 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 with the UPSL. And, and, you know, it's great that we get to see it, but it's hard to really be able to identify players and numbers and, you know, just, you know, just from it. But, yeah, but uh, it's, you know, like, I thought they looked pretty good um, for it. Now it's hard to see, you know, with the early in the season to know exactly kind of the competition um, that they're at. Um, however, uh, Texas International um, is, uh, was also one and one um, as well. You know, they beat, uh, you know, the Texas Hawks, um, you know, on the uh, March 30th uh, for that here. So, um, you know, they're at least set fourth in, in the South here. Um, at three points, uh, Atletico Katie uh, is in first, uh, two and zero, oh, and then um, Houston FC and uh, sorry if I'm going to mispronounce the 
Almedia SC. That's uh, a hard one. Pardon me. Um, both at four points. But uh, um, what's nice about the, the South, everybody's played two games. And um, so you have kind of a clear understanding of, of where, where, where teams are. Still early in the year, as, as we saw last year, um, you know, teams start out and then, you know, hopefully we don't have the, the rain ounce like, you know, like we did last year. So, um, which I already know uh, one team in the heart had had a, had a rain ounce, you know, here locally. So, yeah, Bernie FC Thunder uh, was supposed to play FC Waco. Uh, no plans yet, you know, or no dates yet as far as uh, any kind of makeup game goes. But uh, Bernie Thunder also uh, one of those teams. Uh, that would have had two matches, so already one match on the season. Uh, they won their first game against the uh, FC Knights, two to zero, uh, two Saturdays ago at home. So uh, their first two matches, both there at Burtwell. I guess the second match wasn't technically at Bernie City Park because uh, they didn't play it, but uh, two home games supposedly to start off. Uh, we'll let you know whenever they do update or you know schedule that makeup game uh, for the rain out there. But uh, they basically got a little bit of rest here uh, before they take on the San Antonio Runners. Uh, that's going to be a Wednesday game a week from tomorrow at uh, 7 p.m. on the uh, UTSA rec fields. So, and speaking of the Runners, uh, they picked off where they finished last year. Um, you know, outside of the playoffs, uh, you know, put a tweet on there. You know, can anybody in the Heart Division step up and, and compete with them? Um, you know, they beat Round Rock 4-0, um, and that was uh, Round Rock's uh, um, third match. Um, so, you know, they had already had, you know, two games to get fit and get uh, action. And uh, the runners came out, and it was on the road. So um, pretty impressive by the runners and, and, and Coach Mason. Um, you know, they play uh, April 13th coming up um, uh, at 7 o'clock here. So for the runners at uh, – it looks uh, like another year, which they're going to be pretty competitive uh, for it here. And, and they play FC Knights um, on the 13th here, so this Saturday here. So um, I would expect another win, you know, although, you, you know, every team, you know, could have its day. But uh, um, unfortunately with the FC Knights, they're 0-3 so far in, in a negative 12 goal differential. So um, I think, you know, you'd have to consider that a pretty big upset if, if the Knights uh, came into San Antonio and, and upset them. So, um, yeah. and then that brings us to our old friend Samba, uh, who opened up here, uh, at, uh, at Wheatley and, uh, was able to defeat, uh, Coyotes FC out of Temple. Uh, I think you caught a little bit of that, uh, for that here. I know, uh, uh John submitted, I think it was the second goal, uh, from the free kick, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, the Cujo goal of the week. So yep. um, if we do happen to see that, uh, you know, put, put out some votes and, and we'll tweet that out if it is nominated for, uh, the goal of the week for, uh, UPSL, but, uh, it was a heck of a free kick from, uh, um, Bogdanovich. uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said here, it's, you know, it's shaping up uh, to me, like I said here, you know, you know, for, you know, for the San Antonio teams, as far as when they played, they all won when it comes to UPSL action. So you can't complain about that for any, from any of the four. Yeah, no, all, all, all with the victories. And then that's kind of what you want to see, you know, obviously there's going to start to be some head to head play um, with uh, the runners and, and Bernie of Sea Thunder kind of being that first, of the uh, San Antonio teams really to uh, face off. So going to be tough to, uh, you know, pick teams to root for in, in those matches. But obviously we want to see uh, them winning against everybody else. 
So, uh, and I will say, um, if you can go out and support the runners and FC Bernie, um, you and I went out last year, uh, with it. And we'll just say it at the, uh, at the UTSA complex, it was a, a spirited game where there were a couple of red cards and some pushing and some shoving. So, I would expect more of the same with uh, with these two budding rivals, and then it'll be interesting to see, you know see Samba thrown into that. But um, you know where you know where the runners have kind of you know ran over uh, Bernie um, last year. You know Bernie's going to be looking for some revenge this year. So um, if you're on the you know on the northwest side of town and you get the opportunity to be able to go out or you know um, you know like I said here Mason puts on a pretty good show and, and like I said especially if you got kids. Um, behind the field, you know, there's an open field for the kids to run around in. And, um, you know, so like I said here, and it's free to get in. So um, for a couple hours out of your time, go out and support, you know, you know, both FC Thunder, you know, Thunder Bernie and, and the runners. And, um, of course, if you're on the uh, south <coughs> southeast side or, you know, you have time, uh, you know, nothing going on, um, go out and support Samba as well. Uh, I, I haven't checked their schedule here to see yeah, they're, um, next. they're on the road mm-hmm. um, this weekend here. So, but. I know it costs six bucks to, to park it, you know, at Wheatley, um, but to get in is free and, and it's a fun environment to, as well that, you know, John puts on and, um, you know, like I said here, I know they have some kids sessions and stuff like that for the kids to munch Snack on. on. Yeah. So free beer out there at uh, Wheatley sports complex too. They've got a keg set up out there. Uh, free beer. Oh, just, really? uh, yeah. Tell, tell them Scott sent you uh, free, free beer out there at Wheatley Heights. Uh, no, but yeah, like you said, uh, they're, they're, uh, Samba's next match will be on the road versus FC Waco, who, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned games being even there in the south. They're not so even as far as matches played uh, here in the heart. Um, FC Waco kind of currently sitting at the uh, the top of the table uh, with their three matches played. Uh, you know, no, they played two. Out. They got rained out against Thunder. My apologies. I thought that was their fourth. So they do yeah. only have two matches played and are at the top of the table. So uh, FC Waco going to be uh, – that should be a good matchup for Samba, a good test uh, here in the heart to go on the road and uh, see if they can get those three points against the uh, division leader. Yeah, that, that one – that one will be if you're going to watch a game on, on my Cujo, that one is going to be one that uh, you 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 want to watch. I know uh, Matt Kahala, uh, formerly UPSL uh, Central Commissioner, now uh, you know I'm now part of the national team on, on UPSL, um, was working with them last year, and, and obviously you can see by the results here that uh, they look to be one that will compete with the runners at least early on. Um, results, but uh, um, we all know San Antonio is better than Waco, you know, and everything. So, don't tell that to the uh, the Baylor girls basketball team. Uh. <laughs> no, but that match. Don't forget UTSA got their first Power Five one against Baylor, Baylor University. I love it. I love and it. And Baylor, so. I love it. But yeah, their next matchup for those of you, if y'all want to try and check out that game on my Cujo, uh, that is going to be Saturday at 5 p.m. So maybe we can uh, kick that off in the uh, tailgate area on the uh, TV or something like that there at a uh, Toyota Field while we're waiting for uh, the uh, San Antonio FC match to start. But um, I think that kind of rounds up our our UPSL action. Um, yeah, Corinthians goal we've got uh, that Samba goal was was beautiful off that free kick. Their second goal, first goal came on a PK, and then the uh, runners also want to mention uh, Ford Rice Woolley with the uh, the brace two goals in uh, the first game. So maybe a player to watch there. Uh, I'm guessing that's his brother Keegan who uh, also had a goal there in the match. So 
maybe a little bit of a uh, dynamic duo uh, between those two. So have to keep an eye on them. But uh, like I say, I think that pretty much wraps up our UPSL action. Um, as you mentioned, runners at home, 7 p.m. there at the UTSA rec fields on Saturday. Samba on the road can watch online, 5 p.m. Saturday. Uh, Burning FC Thunder not playing until uh, a week from tomorrow. And then uh, the Corinthians have their next match. You know what? I didn't include that one in the article. Do you? Uh, you got the the Corinthians uh, next game. Okay, hold on, one here I can tell you here real quick. Here awesome. Now. I just realized I didn't put that in there, so I'll have yeah, to I was uh, looking at that one here. update that. Um, let me see here. Uh, join us for the home opener against Cedar Rush. Uh, tickets are uh, ten dollars at. Uh, um, one seven seven zero two Northwest Military Highway. Um, it's going to be uh, against uh, the uh, Cedar Star Rush um, at Warrior Stadium, um, and they kick off at seven o'clock here. So on Saturday as well. On Saturday, correct. Okay, so there you've got all the uh, the UPSL matchups for this upcoming weekend, and uh, we'll definitely keep you guys uh, informed with that. Probably doing like a weekly just recap uh, article, kind of similar to. What I published this week, just so uh, those of you that want to kind of keep up with where things are or whatever, just a quick read to kind of recap uh, some of those matches. But I think we're ready for the main event. It's been a uh, it's been a busy show, Harry. I'm I'm kind of tired already. Do do we still need to talk about (laughs) Sam? At least that's a little bit uh, more fun, funner. It's a little bit more positive, we'll say. my hot take is I think we got bailed out by the refs um, with that offsides call. Uh, you just, you know, but no, it was, uh, like I said, the, the team put out, a, a, you know, you know, um, you know, a great effort. Um, I think, you know, starting out, you know, just to kind of give you the breakdowns, they came out in a three, four, three, uh, uh, Cardoni was back in goal. Uh, I wasn't shocked. You know, a little disappointed that he didn't. If he's starting now, that he didn't make it against Austin. But you know, that's it. Uh, uh, Hernandez, Akron, and Yarrow started as the the back three, and I thought they did pretty well. Um, yeah, I thought uh, you know, as far as a three back, they did. Um, in the middle, uh, Leroy Magarushi. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Barnaby, Lahood, and Green. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, T, uh, Leroy. Uh, I think it's Leroy Magarushi got mm-hmm. hurt um, and actually got carted off the field. So you know. You know, I'm assuming it'll be a lower body injury, but how he went down and, um, you know, I know the Vegas player signaled, you know, substitute immediately. Pretty so quick. Yeah. You, you knew it was, you know, it was something serious and it wasn't just a cramp or something, um, you know, which kind of surprised me that uh, Fenwick came on uh, for him. Um, and I think they kind of reverted back. That's when they dropped him. Yeah, probably a little bit more, to, you know, the four on the back. Um, right up front, you had Gomez, Zuman, and Jameson. And uh, Gomez, uh, I don't know if you caught, uh, was on the uh, UPS or not the UPS, the USL uh, Team of the Week bench, um, which I was kind of, you know, I thought he had a good game, but it, you know, I would have thought uh, Jameson would have been with the goal. But uh, uh, you know, it shows that uh, USL looks at the entire package and uh, for that here. And uh, Jameson got the goal early on a turnover and a, a tough shot, uh, you know, to squeeze it in. And uh, Guzman got the goal late in the game, and um, you know had had one of those moments that 
you know, you know, as a dad was pretty awesome, you know, where he went up and I guess his daughter, you know, uh, was visiting, uh, you know, from out of town and uh, was able to celebrate with her. So, you know, that was, you know, I'm sure, you know, as a dad, that's, that's an awesome feeling and, and to be able to share it with, with the family, you know, you know, you know, for at least that night, it, it was, you know, he went home extremely happy. So. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a great goal. Uh, it was a happy moment. I'm kind of with you, man. Um, you know, I'd kind of talked about, just uh, wanting to see, and I think everybody has a formation change, uh, something more aggressive, you know, and just kind of be uh, the personnel to do it. So um, kind of like you, I was excited when I saw that that 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, I think you can basically contribute that first goal that we scored completely to the fact mm-hmm. that we ran that 3-4-3 three, three and we're putting more pressure up top and not just, you know, giving them the whole front half of the field. And uh, that's what happens. You know, you, you force teams to uh, – Broke up, man. want to repeat yeah, yeah, I got you. There we go. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Uh, running into some internet issues uh, again this week, apparently. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a great match. Um, I, I liked seeing that three four three. Um, you know, it was kind of interesting to see uh, Johnny go on there um, because uh, I kind of liked him in the preseason as uh, potentially, you know, um, one of those replacement uh, there in the back uh, for that back four when everybody was a little bit concerned, but. Yeah, you know, I don't think I really saw Johnny play the uh, the way that I. So, there we go. What's up, there, Harry? Yeah. Okay. Reconnection successful. So we're back. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna have to uh, stop using all those uh, YouTube converter sites and everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like seeing the three four three. Um, Johnny Finwick was actually. I was kind of excited to see him come on because he was a player that I was kind of watching in the preseason. And uh, wondering if he might be, you know, one of those replacements there within that back line, um, kind of as a fill-in guy. Didn't really have the greatest game, though. I was just saying, you know, obviously gave up uh, the handball in the box, which some are going to say, you know, his arms were tucked in. I I think it was kind of a BS call, but obviously didn't really make clean contact with the ball and stuff like that. It was a made-up call. It was a made-up call. And what was so silly about it is it's like in the last second of the game, why even award the PK there? You know, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But overall, man, I was happy. Well, the goal difference come in. If refs, you know, I thought it was a good game, although I will say this, you know, in I don't know how you felt, but in the second half, Vegas started controlling the action. And AJ, who's 10 – said, hey, they're going to score a goal. And sure, well, the, in my opinion, they should have go, scored a goal. I know Royce, uh, you know, sent me a message saying that Matt should have should have saved that and it shouldn't have been yeah. shouldn't have been an issue uh, for that here. But uh, it, it's just kind of fun. You could kind of feel the, the momentum swinging towards the lights. And that goal and, and the offsides call, I don't know if you noticed, but it took a good 10, 15 seconds for it to, for the flag to come up. Yeah. You know, because the lights players were, were celebrating over. Oh, yeah, know, for a while. Coach Winelda. And then all of a sudden the flag went up. And, you know, it, you know, I, I listened to the replay and, and, and you know, there, you know, the announcers were like, hey, the goal scored. And then all of a sudden, hey, did they call offsides? And, um, I think by the letter of the law, it was probably an offsides call. Sorry, my cat's going crazy. Um, um, it was probably an off, you know, probably the right call. However, I think it gave SAFC, you know, kind of a refocus and, and a kick in the butt saying, hey, one goal isn't going to cover it. You need to go and get that second goal, which, of course, they did. And then 
you know, once you get up two goals and, you know, with that extra time and, you know, yeah, it sucks giving up the PK and, and Matt losing the, the clean sheet, but um, walking out, you know, you know, everybody was happy. And, and like I said here, you know, I was extremely happy because my wife and uh, mother-in-law are planning on going to uh, the casino. So getting that $20 free pass <laughs> from Lucky Eagle. Well, what was job, awesome. Harry? Come on, man. What job? $20. You got to get $20 kick a poo. <laughs> so, but, uh, uh, One so, thing about uh, Green, though, that I really liked is uh, I felt like we've been missing. And, and one of the reasons why I thought that that 3-4-3 that kind of works so well is uh, you mm-hmm. really hadn't seen too much of an attack out of the back so far this season, kind of like we saw right. with uh, King last year. Um, I thought of this match versus uh, Las Vegas Lights. You saw Green really playing that role a little bit more, not afraid to carry the ball up the uh, up the pitch. Um, I don't think he should shoot, though. Uh, his shooting accuracy leaves a little bit to, to be desired. But I love seeing that momentum and him carrying the ball up and kind of starting to build that attack a little bit out of the back. Um, but I, I think that's one of the things that San Antonio FC is just really missing this year is just kind of that shooter from outside of the box. You know, that, that guy that can just – well, that too, the defensive, which you can have different strategies to kind of make up if you're not going to be one of those teams – but, but here's just, my problem with that, though. They have Bruce. They have Bruce under contract, and they loaned him out. Is he your shooter? So, is that what you're saying? Is is that's your shooter from outside the box? He wants somebody to be able to shoot from outside the block from from the box. Obviously, last year he showed he can do that. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I'm not disagreeing with year, you. Year, know, what he ended up, you know, and I know it's a voting contest, and you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's it's something that you know the fan base got behind Bruce and and for it, but. To me, that's one thing, you know, if you're looking for outside shooting, we had a guy that could do it and, you know. He's in Lansing. You know, he's in Lansing, so. <laughs> With some other players that we don't want to talk about today on this show. Yeah, that's a whole separate discussion. But, a whole uh, separate discussion. Yeah. It's... But I, and, and I agree with you. I think Alex Bruce is a great finisher from outside the box, but I just, you know, watching that match and kind of just realizing that, you know, outside of like you look at the goals that we've scored this season, there haven't been a whole lot. But, you know, pretty much all of them, I know those two from the Las Vegas Lights game, I'd, I'd have to go back to their third or whatever um, that they scored it against Colorado. Uh, but, um, you know, even against Phoenix Rising, most of their goals are coming from just inside the box, you know, crosses to the top of the box. You hadn't really seen too many just dominant shooters that can put it on frame from outside of the 18, you know, and I, I think that's kind of what we're missing. You got guys that'll take chances. They're just not quality chances. Yeah, and Chris Hawkman. I'm trying to find a tweet here, but he does. I don't know if you if you if you if you don't follow him, you should uh, at uh, at Chris H Sport. Um, but he d- <clears throat> he does a Friday and Monday uh, review for uh, San Antonio and in uh, Tampa. Um, but he puts uh, in here. Um, that for San Antonio here, they had just nine percent. You know, as far as for uh, crossing, uh, crossing accuracy is still terrible at just 9%. And you mentioned it's time to stop crossing it in. Cause obviously it's through there. They had uh, 438 passes at 81 half is a solid, you know, 33% shooting accuracy, which was, you know, a heck of a lot better. They said eight of 12 shots were from outside the box, 
But as and this goes to your point, only one was on target. So you're shooting from outside the box, but if you're not getting them on frame, like what good is it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're just yeah. And, and you know, Green was one of them that I think he probably had a few chances. I'm looking at that shooting target now. I actually missed this uh, from Chris. So you see a couple where it looks like he sailed them wide. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's actually a pretty cool breakdown. I hadn't seen that earlier this week. Yeah. So like I said here, he does one Mondays and he does a Friday preview as well. So. Um, I know he's in Tampa and he's not affiliate, you know, affiliated, but he's still, you know, he's a, he's a heck of a follow when, especially when it comes to uh, San Antonio scoring history. He has the, the list of all the goals from who and, and uh, through the history. And then, and like I said here, you know, his Monday, you know, review of, of it, um, you know, like I said, and that's just, the, you know, that was the second tweet that he did, but uh, I thought that yeah. was, we've complained about, Hey, the crossing coming in. Um, but I have a question here for you coming into the season. We thought Lang and Forbes were key parts of the of the team. Neither one started, and I think the team looked better this week. Well, I think it's hard to say that the team looked better because we don't know what they would have looked like with Lance Lang. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it, so it's, it's kind of hard to say that. Uh, I get what you're saying, though. They looked better this week compared to how they've been playing, which I they think they looked right. better as a whole. I mean, it's a different formation, though. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to really compare those apples to uh, to apples. Um, but yeah, I you know I'm not sure why why Lang hasn't been in the lineup uh, these last uh, a couple weeks. You know, I, I I hate to say this because he went out injured. But you know, I didn't really think LaHood was was playing that well. Um, then well, no, the, uh, that was Leroy. Leroy. Yeah, I, and both of them really. Um, I'm not sold on Leroy yet, and I, I really didn't think that um, LaHood was playing that well either in the match. So you know, you kind of wonder uh, as far as the midfield depth that they have goes. Those two guys are are the two that I just really wasn't sold on uh, throughout their performance there in that game before Leroy went down, and then obviously they threw Johnny in the back. But even LaHood, I didn't feel like had a great game uh, this past uh, a week there versus the Lights. But, you know, I do think Lang and Billy are an important part to this team. Um, I just I, – I don't know what Coach Powell is doing right now in terms of personnel. You know, we've kind of seen – like we did last year where these last two weeks, it was like throw a piece of paper up in the air and see where it falls. And that's who's starting. And that's our lineup, you know, and I don't know if we're going to go back to that now where it's just every week's a toss up and you see a different 11 in there like we did last season. But I feel like that's also one of the things that's kind of hurting San Antonio FC is if you don't have a core group of 11 players that are going in there and yeah, sure. You make changes due to matchups and stuff like that. But we've talked about this before is Coach Powell just overthinking all this stuff and overanalyzing these matchups versus just trying to put his best 11 out there on the field each week and, you know, putting it to the other team instead of being so reactive towards what the other team is doing? Well, this week, uh, they, uh, they're at home again, um, and they get uh, Las Dos, uh, LA Galaxy, um, who records 3-2. and two. Um, At home, they're 2-1, and one, away 1-1. One and one. Um they score goals. Um, you know, they're, they're, to me, they're a very hit and miss team. Um, they beat Tulsa, who was leading, uh, leading the, uh, the West, uh, last week, four to two week before they beat, uh, Timbers two, who beat us three, one, three to two, uh, in LA. However, they lost five Oh, uh, against the real Monarchs. And I watched that game and they just got blown out. Um, and then of course they, you know, the other one they lost real bad was, uh, to Colorado Springs four to one. So, Common opponents, you know, like I said here, Colorado Springs, which we lost one nothing. Uh, they beat them four, uh, or you know, Springs beat uh, 
the Galaxy uh, f- uh, 4-1, and then the other common opponent, uh, Galaxy beat uh, Timbers 2 uh, at home, which I think it matters, especially for, you know, a, a young team uh, le- like Los Dos. Um, you know, so it depends whenever you're facing an MLS team. Um, at home, you typically get a little bit more of the, uh, you know, the daddy MLS team uh, bringing down some some veteran players were on the road. It's a little bit harder. Um, but it'll be interesting because uh, Jameson goes against his uh, his uh, parent club because yeah. he's on loan. So I'm assuming he knows quite a few of the, the Lost Ghost players. So, uh, you, you know, he'll be hungry to get another goal and, and to put it on the show what he can do. Uh, you, know, cause, uh, you know, especially that's, that's going to be on tape in front of uh, um, the team that loaned him out. So, you know, hopefully he'll be able to, you know, I'd love for him to get a brace or a hat trick, you know, just to be able to <laughs> say, hey, here I am, you know, you know, you're missing out on this here, but, uh, kickoffs at seven 30. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I, I don't know if they still have the, the $10 tickets, uh, if, or if that uh, offer expired, um, for here, I know the crowd was a little thin last week. We'll say, uh, I think they announced just a little bit over 6,000. Um, you know, so, and, and you can you know, I kind of felt that with the crowd, you know, mission city and, and Crocketeers and, and two ten in the supporter section, were doing great. Um, but the rest of the crowd, even with the win, it, it, you know, you just didn't have that excitement. And I think it's going to take a couple of, a couple of wins to build that back up. Um, you know, that excitement for, you know, San Antonio FC to, uh, be able to get people to come out, uh, for out here. I know they got this one here and then they go on the road to Real Monarchs and then, uh, they're back home on a Friday, which will be interesting, um, on the 26th, which is the, uh, flower parade. I think, uh, you know, uh, during Fiesta week. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting, a Friday crowd on, on Fiesta to see the turnout on that against uh, uh, Tacoma Defiance, uh, you know, Sounders 2 team. Uh, yeah, well, so, we also had the Final Four game, kind of, you know, a lot of the tournament games going on this past tech, week on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, so, I mean, I saw people out there at the tailgate that had TVs that were, you know, watching the Virginia game, I think, whenever I, I got there. So, you know, I'm That's sure. That's a fair point. But it, it, it was a decent crowd. It wasn't, I don't think it was quite to the point where we saw last season where it was, like, just almost desolate, you know, with, like, 4,000 people there. But you're forgetting too early. It, was, uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It, it, for what the third game of the season, it was. It wasn't it a sellout. Was, it definitely wasn't like the first two. That's for sure. It, it, it was it, to me. It was noticeable to where you know, and like I said here on on camera, you know, I'm not saying it's RGV. Like, don't get me wrong, um, but for San Antonio standards, it, it was it was a blow a below average um, attended right. game. But sure. to that's be fair and. and you know, this is something that San Antonio has to do. They've got to put a quality product on the pitch. And um, I think they have a quality product, but it wasn't performing. And, and you know, to get the walk-ups to, because you're going to get the season ticket members, you're going to get, you know, the, the supporters, they're going to show up. But it's being able to draw in, you know, that, you know, that, uh, you know, you know, those, those, those passive fans or the casual fans, um, you know, for that here. And, and, and I think you're right. The, having Texas Tech, I didn't realize how big of a Texas Tech. Um, I think they're probably, I think they're, you know, maybe outside of UT. You know, I think they're a con- contender for probably what the second biggest, you know, as far as Power Five conferences outside of UTSA. Uh, you know, I know, you know, where I work, you know, there's tons of, uh, you know, tech 
uh, tech fans. It, you know, it was all red, you know, over the weekend and, and yesterday. And so I think they actually have a Texas Tech alumni uh, game. I, I don't know if it's this one. Uh, I don't think it's this one here that they're doing that. But I know I saw something uh, on Facebook because we got a couple mm-hmm. uh, alumni from Mission City Firm um, that, uh, you know, are Texas Tech alum. And uh, I just saw where the uh, Texas Tech alumni chapter here in San Antonio, like, I guess, uh, one of these upcoming matches is uh, Texas Tech Alumni Night. So they've got oh, like really? A, yeah, they got like a red shirt that says, here it is, Texas Tech, friendly reminder, April 15th is deadline to get a shirt and be in the rally tunnel when the players come through Reckham. Uh, Saturday, May 11th. So it's a little ways away. But, yeah, there's actually a, a Texas Tech Alumni Night, a special T-shirt and everything for San Antonio FC. So kind of interesting there. They'll have a lot to celebrate, I'm sure, uh, on that night even still in May, probably be talking about their uh, national championship appearance. So speaking of future games, and like I said here, I'm not from San Antonio, um, and I've already got kind of called out on it, but uh, they announced uh, their post-game concerts for the season. On May 18th uh, will be the Clocks Band, which, you know, looking at them, they're a top 40 uh, dance cover band. Um, you know, and they say that they'll, you know, we're available for your event no matter where or what. Um, so that one will be fun, but the one that I, that kind of caught my eye. Don't and, do it. Um, not the bitty bitty Bonda. Yeah. I, I, me not being a big Selena fan. I was like, who is this? And you know, Les Rojas is like, how do you not know who that is? How do you not know? I already, so I have a feeling and I have a feeling that, uh, for that game, uh, and that's going to be the, uh, August 24th against, uh, New Mexico United, which was a pretty good team as well. So that one I could see being being a very well attended uh, game just for the fact you know with with the with the uh, uh, with the concert being attached and, and with it being a, a Selena cover band because um, you know even though I'm not a big fan of Selena you know I do know she is probably the the first lady when it comes to San Antonio music here so um, I was kind of excited to Selena's- see it even though I have no idea who they are <laughs> but. <laughs> I was quickly corrected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't, just don't. You you can talk a little bit of trash about the Spurs, but not Selena, not Selena. Yeah, as a, but no, as a, like I said here. And, and, but to me, you know, you know, if you're going to be getting tickets and if you're going to be using your your bring a friend tickets on there, if you're going to want to try to get that game, uh, do it early. Probably want to do that sooner than later, just for the fact that, um, from my understanding, that band's a pretty popular band around the area. Um, so, you know, you know, I can see that one being one of the highest attended matches. Not only, uh, you're playing a pretty good team with, uh, New Mexico United, but, uh, that post-game concert, I, th- I have a feeling will, will be, will be one that you don't want to miss as well. Absolutely well attended. Yeah. Dollar Beer, I think, uh, during the concerts they announced also, uh, just out of curiosity, did you check in to the match on Saturday, sir? Of course. What's your, uh, what's your fan ranking? Uh, well, I remember I missed the game. So, uh, so you're way down there then, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm climbing up the thing now. Here's a question for you. Did you get the five bonus points for voting for the man of the match, even though they already announced the, the man of the match? Uh, no, uh, I, missed the, I missed the bonus yeah. points. See, so I could I'm be the first. I'm in 23rd place with 81 points. Not all of us are as cool as, uh, was it Jeremiah who was first? First. And, uh, you know, he had, a, he got an awesome tattoo. So, uh, uh another one. Yeah. yeah. Another, another tattoo. Uh, and, and like I, said, I spoke with him and then uh, of course the checks are, you know, uh, they're right up there as well here, but, uh, I'm rocking 23rd, uh, man. 
I, I, I'm top 25. I mean, well, when you, when you miss a game, it really hurts. So, I'm not, not going to uh, miss any games. Too bad we couldn't yeah. check in up there in Austin or something, right? Well, you could. Oh, I, I guess I did. Points for checking in. The, the one that killed me was uh, the second game against Timbers two. Um, I was over in uh, in uh, Houston. I tried checking in, and it said, "Yeah, you're not near the stadium." <laughs> I told you it was going to be location based. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Here, let me say I'm checked in." <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't work. Oh, um, that's too funny. But, well, yeah, let's get so, into our final thoughts, man. So, final thoughts here. This is I want to kind of do, uh, and we'll, we'll, you know, I'm spring this on to you uh, for the next episode. Um, but I want to do kind of a prediction side here, where we go through and predict uh, the you know local UPSL and San Antonio FC. Uh, we'll keep a, a running uh, running total to see who who picks the games at, you know at the end. All right, uh, all right. right here, but uh, we won't do that this week because you know just throwing it on to you, and like I said, I didn't get an opportunity to spring it on you earlier. But uh, to me, uh, as far as final thoughts, um, come out uh, wear red t- this week here. Um, you know, you know, uh, to the San Antonio FC match. Um, oh, hold on one second here. It is uh, heart heart uh, health awareness here. Um, and how to, uh, you know, uh, you know, I listened to the, um, Austin bold, uh, content, uh, uh, podcast here by the, the, I think it's the, the three birds, uh, podcast. Sorry if I got, got that wrong, but, uh, um, just to kind of echo a point, uh, one of their workers, uh, was there on Friday and not there over the weekend. Uh, so unfortunately us guys, uh, I know we love going to the doctors, uh, but, you know, please try to go at least once a year, get things checked out. And, you know, that way, uh, you know, you're here for your families. And, you know, I guess he, you know, he was a young guy. And, um, you know, with it being a heart awareness week, I know my family has a history, a history of of uh, heart problems. So it's one where, you know, I'm in my mid 40s. So it's one where I've got to start paying attention to a little bit more. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said here, it's, it's good awareness um, that SAFC is doing. Um, I will also make a, a, a request to them. Um, I know they probably won't do it this year because they've already got their promos listed. Um, but I do think it's time for San Antonio FC to have a, a pride night uh, for that here. I know a lot of other uh, UPSL teams and MLS teams have that. Um, and I forget one of the posters said you could, you know, uh, or Twitter followers, you know, said, hey, you could just put it in the stripes with the, you know, with the, colors, the pride like colors. Like a fiesta, but, yeah, but with pride. Fiesta. So to me, you know, that is one thing looking at the promos list that um, I do think San Antonio FC does need to include just for the fact that, you know, I know that, you know, um, there is a lot of members, um, you know, that do support, you know, San Antonio FC um, that is in the pride community. And, and I know the Spurs uh, support it here. So um, I'm kind of surprised as of yet SAFC hasn't done it, especially where soccer is a very inclusive uh, mm-hmm. sport, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially, you know, within that group here. So, um, hopefully, uh, next year that'll be added on to the promotions or maybe a late, late surprise here. But, uh, that's one thing I do think that San Antonio FC does need to step up on. Fair enough, man. Well, uh, you know, my final thoughts, just, uh, again, thank you to, uh, Rafa and Victor for coming on the mm-hmm. show tonight and kind of talking with us. It was good to finally get Rafa on and everything and talk a little bit of high school soccer with him. I mean, I, I just don't know 
I mean, I guess I do. I see him traveling all over the state of Texas and checking in at like every high school there is. Um, yeah, it's crazy when he mentioned out west El Paso. Oh, dude, he knows. Yeah, I was all like, oh. yeah, he he knows, man. He he knows what's going on there with the uh, the scene from four a.m. up to six a. So a uh, great guy to have on, and uh, Victor also, you know, just a, a great great character goalie soccer player there. Um, always just been nothing but polite utmost respect and uh, it's always good to see that because you know sometimes with some of these younger kids in, in the high school ages and stuff like that you know there, there's a lot of ego that's there uh with some of these kids as well so uh always good to just see somebody grounded and humble um but yeah i'll see you guys out there on saturday for the uh, san antonio fc match and one last thing here um you know just because you know i know it's not affiliated with with safc but um, the Strikers versus Keepers uh, with Diego. Um, Chris Tierpak just uh, tweeted about it here, so I don't know if he's also going to be he is special uh, guest, part, yeah. part of it. Uh, I know Ever Guzman's going to be there. Um, but it's going to be Sunday, uh, you know, April 14th at 7299 uh, Lesky Boulevard um, in San Antonio, Texas. If you, you know, follow Chris Tierpak or Diego Estrepro. Um, or Ever Guzman. Or Ever Guzman. Um, you know, at soccergkpro.com, you can also get some information on it. Um, but to me, you know, you know, you know, I think it's awesome, even though uh, Diego went to the rival up north, that he's still giving back to the local community and, and to the kids and uh, through here. So um, if you can, you know, even just go out and support it, or you know, if you got a young player, um, you know, kind of go in and get some information. And, uh, you know, like I said here, you know, you know, to me, it's a, you know, no matter what you feel of Diego on the field and, and his team choice, um, he does put in a lot of effort for the you know for the youth of, of San Antonio and, and I'm assuming Austin as well will also mm-hmm. uh, be getting some of those benefits next year. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for tuning in. This is the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. We out.